The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. Here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm Benjamin Shapiro, the executive producer of the MarTech Podcast, and today we've got a special episode for you, which is going to be guest hosted by Doug Bell, who's the CMO of Chief Outsiders. Doug is a veteran CMO with a background in helping growth stage B2B SaaS companies reach their true potential, and I'm thrilled to invite him and some of his friends to take the microphone and share their knowledge with you, our loyal MarTech Podcast listeners. Okay, here's a special episode of the MarTech Podcast, guest hosted by Doug Bell, the CMO of Chief Outsiders. Hello, marketers. My name is Doug Bell from Chief Outsiders, and today we're going to be discussing the future of ABM and account-based everything. Joining me today is Dmitry Lisitsky, who is the CEO and co-founder of Influ2. Influ2 helps B2B businesses turn ads into their ultimate sales multiplier by running person-based ads in sync with sales gaining transparency between sales and marketing, and tracking revenue impact from the first touch to a closed deal. And today, Dimitri and I are going to be talking about the future of MarTech and ABM. Okay, here's my conversation with Dimitri Lisitsky, the CEO and co-founder of Influ2. Dimitri, real pleasure to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, I have to tell you, as we talked about in our prep a little bit earlier on, Dimitri, I love ABM. And I think a lot of marketers out there listening in today have had a lot of success with ABM. But it's not always that simple, right? This is an evolving landscape, especially ABM, which I would say has been around really for about 15 years now. So I'm curious, Dimitri, in your experience, you've witnessed a lot of the evolution of the marketing technology space over the last few years. What trends are currently shaping the future landscape from your perspective? Well, I guess ABM as a concept has become an answer to the question, okay, how can you support your sales process and accelerate revenue in sales-driven organizations in the companies who sell into larger enterprises, right? So I think ABM is currently the best answer to this question, how can marketers help salespeople drive more revenue? And then from this standpoint, as you mentioned, we have been doing this for like 15 years, so what's new in this, right? It feels like same concept, people talking over and over again, and I guess somehow it remains to be quite challenging to make this work. So as a concept, I think ABM concept remains the same, but the execution of this concept evolved dramatically since you know it was introduced. And I guess it's more related to your ability to connect to sales teams on one hand, so it becomes kind of unified process, unified funnel. And second is what remains a challenge is to, to have a clear answer to the question, okay, 
how your ABM program contributed to your revenue results, what was the impact on the top line. And I think especially in these days, in this market environment, that became a very important question. And I think throughout the pandemic, that period of time, many companies have built quite successful ABM programs. But now is the time for to review what has been built and what works, what doesn't work, and see if this program's produced enough results and enough impact on the top line. And I think many marketers, despite of how great the program was, struggle to provide enough evidence. And we see a lot of cases when like there are people changing their jobs and many companies refocus to different types of programs. So I guess the current sentiment I think is more about can you impact revenue and can you help salespeople drive more revenue, more success with your BM program? You're hitting a lot of really uh, important things, I think. Marketers and sellers have to consider they're thinking about activating this new channel, account-based marketing. Specifically, do you have the resources necessary and the sophistication to get things done? That's quite often what I feel and hear when encountering people that have struggled to implement ABM. But as we're thinking about ABM in the context of technology, at least from the standpoint as a marketer that I've seen, it felt like there was a rush for singular platforms to meet market needs for account-based marketing. And, and I'm going to mention a couple of platforms simply to describe some of those platforms that you maybe are familiar with. So DemandBase is a good example and really interesting. And I feel like a lot of marketers make the mistake of thinking about how do I put an entire platform in place before they understand how to activate the channel. And I sort of feel like that's where Influ2 comes in and other applications like it. At the end of the day, Influ2 is not entirely about delivering everything you need from ABM, but it's a critical tool that helps in that delivery. And having sort of set that up for you, Dimitri, I'm curious, how does Influ2 fit into that overall MarTech stack when it comes to supporting account-based marketing? Yeah, you're absolutely right. So honestly, we never believed that there's going to be one successful end-to-end platform that's like Silver Bullet that answers all the questions and does all the job. Even like back when, when we launched in 2017, it was very clear that successful marketers don't focus on just one tool that does the job. And it's, I think it's less about tool, but more about strategy behind it. So tools are just things that help you to execute your strategy. And then if you think of a good ABM strategy and you try to find a tool that executes exactly the strategy, you end up with a bunch of tools, right? So there's no one thing that can solve all the problems. And yeah, we came up with this idea like that Influ2 can solve just one very important problem. And that problem was, can you engage specific buyers, specific buying groups within the account and know exactly if these buyers engage with your ads? And then if they do, then can you leverage this information to drive sales, right? And we never intended to build an end-to-end platform that does everything. We just wanted to focus on one problem that ABM platforms had back then. And that problem was if you target an account, you target like sometimes hundreds of thousands of people. So with Influtu, we, we try to engage specific decision makers and specific buyers, not just someone inside the account and know exactly who engaged and pass this information to sales teams. Because if you think of sales process, sales process is always about human-to-human communication and salespeople know who they're selling to. So we kind of tried to replicate this idea with a marketing program within ABM program. And again, like from account level targeting standpoint, I think it works well and worked well when we launched for kind of broader tools where you can try to engage all the people inside the account or someone who has intent. But there's one moment when you want to know exactly who you're going after. You want to target your prospects. You want to target your buyers. 
and not someone in the, in the account. And we focused to solve exactly this problem. So for anybody that developed or taken over or tried to optimize an account-based channel, functioning without that level of engagement data is almost impossible. In fact, if you don't have that engagement level data, especially on a contact or an account level, you're going to struggle. And I think, Dimitri, what I would love to hear is so your perspective on some of the traps that marketers can fall into in terms of tools that they do select and the tools they really should select if they're going to be successful in launching a channel. And we just talked a moment before about how quite often the mistake is that they will start by shopping for product as opposed to maybe getting into the design and flow of the motion itself. So what are some of those mistakes you see marketers making when they're heading into the design of successful ABM motions? I think the biggest challenge has been in the main is that many marketers, as you mentioned, buy tools, but don't design programs or don't build strategies. And I think most of unsuccessful cases of ABM implementations were exactly this problem. And the reason why it doesn't work this way is because it's impossible not to follow any strategy. So what they intuitively do is they follow traditional inbound mindset. And with that mindset, what you want to do is you want to engage someone in the market and you want to build some relationships and get some people raise their hands and engage with your brand and engage with your product, sign up for this product. And this is great. I mean, like no one challenges the idea of inbound marketing. And this is beautiful idea that works well for majority of our clients. But it's not how ABM works, right? So ABM by design is a kind of program that focuses to support outbound sales. When you intentionally make a decision, okay, I want to go after just specific accounts. I want to build this relationship with these accounts. I want to invest in this relationship over a long period of time. And my ultimate metric of success should be revenue that I will get will be getting from these accounts, right? So many marketers, they failed with the ABM programs just because they bought an ABM tool, was supposed to produce some MQLs. It did not produce any MQLs in most cases. And they said, okay, you know what? ABM doesn't work or this tool doesn't work. While my conclusion is like, yes, ABM does not work if you try to build an inbound marketing program with that strategy. And there's no ABM tools that can be successful in delivering this inbound program successfully. While, like on the contrary, we see a lot of clients, I would say all clients who, who are very well connected to the outbound sales process, aware of what is happening in their sales teams, and focus on supporting them throughout the whole buyer journey, not just top of the funnel, but you know, like including sales process, including sometimes expansions, right? customer marketing. And if they let it work for a while, like they if, if they're patient enough to, to wait to see the results. They always see very tangible impact on revenue. And again, it's not just about Influtu. We, we, inside Influtu, we try to measure this and we answer the question, okay, how much revenue influence? But with, with other tools as well, you like if you're patient enough and you focus on supporting your outbound sales motion, you always see some success just a matter of time. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. 
Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. I'm going to describe, let's call it a basic one-to-few account-based motion and some of the elements that might go into that motion. And then I'd be curious, let's sort of unpack that and let's talk about each of those elements and where the technology, the MarTech uh, technology is heading. So broad description, I'm going after say 25 accounts. I'm a seller, I'm in partnership with a marketing organization. The tactics within that could include executive outreach via LinkedIn, brand advertising using paid social media, let's say LinkedIn and Facebook, following up with an email sequence from marketing, an email sequence from sales, And then within that, some sort of really strong offer or some sort of personalization, potentially direct mail, potentially some sort of gifting, really rough outline. And so what I'll do is I'll start with, in many ways, where some of the singular platforms started with, which was to say, we can handle all of that for you and we can capture all that data. And we talked a bit about engagement data being a key element. We're going to capture all that for you and there's going to be some workflow elements. That made sense. I think when you were talking about the $100 million organization that has a fairly large budget that can deploy and and try and go for a singular platform. But I think what people ran into is to say that no single platform can handle all the elements necessary for that somewhat simplistic one to few motion. So I'm just going to start with the element of being able to provide visibility for the brand to a list of accounts who don't know you right? Let's call that that advertising layer or that brand awareness layer. Where do you see that portion going? And then it wouldn't mind sort of unpacking the other elements, but where do you see that going and where do you see Influ2 playing a role? Well, I guess in this case, and I like this case because this is the most typical thing we see across our clients. This is a very good example of why you want to have multiple tools, because I can tell you it's very high, high level certainty. A customer who comes to us with this type of program, they already have HubSpot or Marketa doing the nurture part of this program. And good marketers typically design this nurture program with an ABM mindset, ABM metrics. So Marketa and Cutbot are very good in just supporting this type of program. Then they typically have some gifting products and there are some of them that work very well and they again, like they have pretty strong offering for ABM. And their sales team typically use sales engagement software like Outreach or Sellloft or some others that you know, already, are already in place as well, right? And then I had a doubt that you will be able to convince yourself team to use Singular Platform for their sales outreach. So this is already happening. It works well. I mean, and it's typically connected well, orchestrated well. So our place in this world would be to give us an editing piece because that's the part of this program that we designed to make much more precise, much more effective and much more measurable than traditional IBM platforms. 
because again, like in this program, we will target your buyers or buying groups. And sometimes it could be multiple buying groups in, in the same account with different needs. So you can design the kind of program as well. You can target specific buyers. And also very important element in terms of artists. The real thing is if your buyer clicks on your ad, it means this person is interested in what is written in this ad, what you talk about. Creation is because we provide contact level intent and contact level intent sounds very generic. And this is a very important signal. If someone clicks on your ad, this is very important. You want to know who clicked on your ad. And if you pass this information to your sales team, they can leverage this signal. We see typically two to three times fees and conversion rates if they leverage these signals. So these are two important elements, two problems that we solve. First, you target the right people. And second, you leverage contact level intent data to drive success in sales engagement or in nurture programs as well, because you can utilize the signals as you design your nurture program. And some of our clients do it, do it as well. And this is kind of a program that, as you described, like see, they have never seen a program that doesn't work this way, right? So it's, it's always successful. And yes, you have to optimize a lot of elements of this program, provide meaningful messaging, provide meaningful, connect all the systems together so they work and provide enough information to each other so it's very well orchestrated. Then the ultimate element of the success is you have to measure how this program drives additional revenue. And this is the hardest part. Honestly, we even wanted to build a separate solution tool, or I think someone will do one day just to solve the problem of measurement of success attribution challenge that many of our clients still have across all the tools they use, across all the programs they run. So this is kind of, it requires some additional heavy lifting, but it pays off very well because as someone said, like what you don't measure, you can't improve. So if you measure how much this program contributes to your revenue, then you can definitely answer the question, what else can I do? What can I optimize to make this program more successful to drive more revenue? It sort of feels like if we're thinking about the future of MarTech as it applies to account-based, I feel like what we're circling around is this idea that the singular platform really has had its day. The other piece is that quite often sales and marketing organizations have the tech stack necessary, with some exceptions, necessary to perform the basics of a good account-based motion. You mentioned Drift, I'll throw in Apollo, Outreach. Many organizations have some engagement data, whether they have to hack it together. Many organizations have some orchestration layer they can use to connect the dots. A good example is, say, something like a lean data. But it feels like specialization really is what we're looking at. And the recommendation I'm hearing from you, the advice I'm hearing, is to really start with program design first to get the basics of the program design done based on uh, your existing tech stack. So I'm curious about a couple more things before we wrap up, because one thing we're not talking about is organizational behavior and how to get organizations aligned. That's something I'd like to spend a little bit more time with. But really what I'm curious about is where do you think this fracturing of this idea of a platform is likely to go? Do you see the platform play coming back or do you feel like we're going to see more and more specialization over time? Well, I guess the desire of platforms to become platforms or the saying of tools to become platforms is very clear. You want to maximize your presence as an organization, become this kind of go-to default tool that every organization wants to buy, every organization wants to have. So I think the desire to, to become this kind of number one IBM tool was pretty clear. It's almost impossible to execute successfully because I haven't seen a single platform that does anything comparable to what Infotool does. And by the way, Forrester admitted in the B2B advertising platforms report that yes, Infotool stands out like in what they're doing. Again, like we're solving just one problem. We're not the universal tool that does everything. And I think pretty much what you can say about every platform, even though some of them claim they're kind of end-to-end, -end, 
like ultimate single platforms that can solve all the problems. I think they're just solving one problem very well and sucking other things. And that's the reason why many of our clients will use other IBM platforms together with So then we encourage them to do so. We think this is the right thing to do if they can afford it, obviously. But yes, I think ultimately we will have like a bunch of different platforms solving different problems in different ways. And don't forget about self-tech again. Like we also have, if you think of ABM as in broader terms, you see self-engagement software here. You see data providers here. You see so many different other elements, data analytics as well. So it's just impossible to build a tool that does everything. And as ABM sector become more sophisticated, we will see more diversification in this space. Sounds like the era of the platforms is over to some degree, but to your point, there's sort of this inevitability to create singular platforms over time. It's that pendulum swing between the platform and best of breed. Really appreciate your spending some time with us today, Dimitri. Thank you. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Dimitri Lisitsky, CEO and co-founder of Influ2. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Dimitri and I are going to talk about the concept of account-based everything, or ABX. If you can't wait until our next episode and would like to learn more about Dimitri, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can also contact him on Twitter, where his handle is at L-I-S-I-T-S-K-I, or visit his company's website at influ2.com. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to our guest host, Doug Bell, the CMO of Chief Outsiders. If you'd like to get in touch with Doug, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is Market Advocate. Or you could just visit his website, which is chiefoutsiders.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even apply to be the next guest speaker on the MarTech Podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly on LinkedIn. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.